thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Hello there, gorgeous listeners. Thank you for joining us again on Wellness Mineral Radio. This is Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And, and you oh, I'm totally <laughs> cutting you off there, Ash. Sorry. We talked about this beforehand and we're changing it up tonight. And so I've just messed with her sequence because um, <laughs> I want to talk about this first. So uh, ladies, you can find us on social media. So our, I guess, wellness women handles are facebook.com forward slash the wellness women or on Instagram at the wellness women official. You can find me on Instagram at drandrea.xo or the period whisper on Facebook. And uh, fortunately, Dr. Ashley is really nice and simple. So she's Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. Um, so feel free to go and check us out there. That'll just save me having to do it at the end. Um, but I know I've ruined your flow there. Actually, I'm going to hand back to you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and look, we have got uh, an extraordinarily special guest for us tonight. And ladies, you do not want to press pause on this episode at all. Uh, we've got the gorgeous Dr. Catherine Scurry with us. She's known as Dr. Cat, and uh, she's very fortunately in Perth with us. So we're not on some weird time zone difference today. Um, this gorgeous woman is really revolutionising how we think about, uh, I guess, womanhood and how we view ourselves in our lives. She's power of education and connection to inspire people living more confident, authentic lives. And I think what an amazing message that is because so many of us uh, are just not living the life we believe we we should. So this woman tonight is going to show you how, why, and uh, the belief of why you can do things differently. She's not just a, a body confidence expert, but this woman holds amazing degrees and scholarships and awards and Bachelor of Arts in Health Science, Master of Science in Exercise Physiology and Health Science, a doctorate in Exercise Physiology and Biotechnology and a postgraduate certificate in counselling. 
I think she spent as much time at university as Dr. Andrea. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I was going to say. I'm like, oh, woman after my own heart. I love it. <laughs> so without further ado, we would love to introduce you. Dr. Catherine, welcome to the show tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much. It's been like five minutes and I'm already loving this show. So <laughs> <laughs> much fun. So many laughs. Awesome. Um, Catherine, I would love to know, how did you get into... I guess studying a million things and then now coming to this point where, you know, you've got this incredible brand for yourself as, you know, Dr. Cat, but you are really focusing and shifting this idea about body confidence and where that comes from and all of that sort of stuff. But how did you get interested in that in the first place? Oh my God. I think I do actually need a drink from the bar to <laughs> this conversation. All right. Show us her bar just before ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's it's a long story, but to, to cut it relatively short, um, I grew up absolutely adoring and loving food. So when I was about three years old, I already had my own pretend kitchen. By the time I was six, I was baking cakes. And then my family moved to France, southern France. So I was just inundated with this love of food. After my parents' divorce, I started losing my sense of self. And with that came the body image issues and eating disorders. So the irony was I loved food. I would skip watching cartoons and I would just watch cooking shows. But food was also my prison because I was thinking I didn't know who I was. And I was looking around me thinking everyone else who's beautiful seems to have a happy life. So I think that's what I need to do. I need to be beautiful. I need to be skinny. So for years and years... It was, I went through severe anorexia to bulimia to binge eating, uh, did, as I always joke, enough cocaine to kill a small horse and, you know, basically just went crazy because I just didn't know who I was. Again, very long story short. Um, I ended up opening up a restaurant and catering business when I was 19 years old after I was actually a pastry chef at 18 at a big restaurant and then opened up this restaurant and catering business. And that went bankrupt. I went bankrupt for a quarter million dollars. So my parents always said, listen, we'll always help you in regards to your health and your education. They're both academics. So I went back to university just to give it a try. And I ended up actually liking it, which is really weird. And I was thinking I can't get a job anyways. And, and I just ended up doing really well in schools. So the question is, how did I get involved in school? It was default completely default. Um, I've always loved exercise and I guess partially because of my eating disorder and my obsession with exercise, I thought to go through sports science and then basically just sort of developed from there. After my bachelor's, I didn't know what to do. Uh, I applied for a scholarship for my master's, got a very coveted scholarship. So not only was my school paid for, but I was actually paid to do my master's. So I was making money uh, getting my degrees. And then that was a very stressful period of my life. Uh, I was suicidal for the second time in my life during that time. And then after every degree, I'm like, I hate it. It sucks. I'm never doing another degree again. Lo and behold, I'm in a freaking another degree. So long story short, that's, that's what brought me out here to Australia. Finished my PhD in exercise physiology. Started a consulting business and working with women one-on-one. Uh, you guys know this, you can tell them exactly what to do. We know what to do. We know what to eat. We know how much to move, but we don't do it. So if you don't fix the brain, you can't fix your butt. It's really that simple. 
So, and also hearing their stories, every time I heard them saying like, I need to lose weight because I want to be happy, I felt like a fraud because I wanted to tell them, nah, that's what I'm trying to do and it doesn't friggin' work. Don't do it. So I was on the outside, this, you know, bikini this and like abs that and blub kale drinking smoothie, blah, blah, blah. But on the inside, I felt like an absolute fraud. And the more I started opening up to my followers, the more they were like, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God, I'm not the only person who thinks the way I do. So, again, very. this is actually a short story long. I even know it's <laughs> but, but, you know, just to finish the story, it's essentially when I was working one-on-one, I felt, I think the more you understand and the more you learn, the more you realize how much you don't know which is such a piss off after so many degrees. So after working one-on-one with women, I'm like, I got to learn how to really work with women, not just this like farty darty, like talking, blah, blah, blah. I really want to understand how to help people. So that's why I ended up going back for my post-grad in counseling. And I'm now actually considering doing another PhD in psychology and counseling because of that. So that's it. That's amazing. That's I just, it. I had to write down, that's like definitely the quote of the show. Like if you don't fix your brain, you can't fix your butt. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's right, awesome. Baby. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, okay. So Catherine, I know that you've got a book that's just come out on body confidence as well. And I know it's kind of, um, I wouldn't say taboo, but really trendy these days to be talking about body confidence and, you know, like everybody's beautiful in every size and blah, blah, blah. And I think that it's almost, um, it's almost like a marketing strategy nowadays as well. Um, but what do you find in your clients that creates the biggest issues? Oh God, where do you start? Jesus in heaven. I mean, that, that's the thing. And that's why I created this book is because it's not like, you know, X problem causes Y. Like there's not this like perfect regression equation that we can say, fix this and that will happen. The difficulty is that confidence issues come from everywhere and anywhere. So it could be that, you know, a boyfriend said something to you at a pivotal point of your life and then that sparked the downward spiral. It could be that just the way that your mom or your father raised you. So there's so many different things. So essentially what the book is all about is giving people tools to dissect their life and figure out where that sort of weakness, that crack came from. And it's not about feeling the crack. It's about understanding the crack. You know, it's it's sort of the analogy I use in, I can't remember if it's China or D- Japan, they fix broken vases with gold glue. So it's actually about accentuating the cracks and showing them and showing their beauty. And, and that's sort of what everyone's story is. Everyone's stories are so incredibly interesting and powerful. And once you realize that, you have the strength to move forward. And that's, I'm basically wanting to amplify people's stories and making them understand that they are friggin' awesome just as is, if that makes sense. 
Oh, absolutely. And that's interesting that you talk about, um, this doesn't sound like it's just about body confidence, to be honest. You've, you know, by unpacking the the history, it shows you any confidence of every, you know, aspect. I think <laughs> as you're sitting there talking, I'm like, I think I know where my confidence and lack of, you know, ability to public speak started. You know, it comes back to the teachers back <laughs> in primary school. And if only I'd have seen that sooner, I might've been able to do a whole lot more in the, <laughs> a lot more time, but it's amazing, right? Yeah, that's it. And also, you know, just on the note of body confidence, when I started in this body confidence arena, whatever it was, three, four years ago, no one was really talking about it. And, you know, I was saying, you know, doing these talks and this and that, and I don't know if I'm allowed to swear it, but but people in the audience are, you know, I, I could feel it. I would get up on stage and they would be thinking, who is this skinny bitch and what does she know about body confidence? You know, and, and I get it. I get it. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, I am the stereotypical size that is coveted in society. So who am I to tell people about how they should feel about their body? And that's sort of what made the transition happen from body confidence per se, just to brain confidence. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter what you look like if your brain thinks you look like a certain way. So body confidence has nothing to do with your appearance. It has to do with what you think about your appearance. So that's where my transition sort of came to more of the psychology based of, of, but based of everything, because at the end of the day, I mean, it's, it's very hard for me to promote body confidence because I'm a size six. Oh, isn't that interesting? That's almost like um, that reverse body shaming. Um, it is. Also it happened. is, but I get it. I get it. You know, yeah. I get it when people, I remember doing this post about um, what I call body confidence bipolar disorder. And this is, it's not a disorder for all the listeners. You don't look it up in the DSM, but it's, it's something that I've made up because, you know, like one day you wake up and you think you are the funk and wagnall. You're like, I'm going to, I'm just going to show my stretch marks and I'm going to be the shit. And then the next day. <laughs> I love that you put on a Southern accent for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, you know, you're beyonce it up. And then the next day you're Googling how to get rid of stretch marks. And then the day after that, you're back to the funk and wagnall. And so we, we're in this paradigm where like one day we're like, oh, we should love our body. And then the next day we feel bad if we don't. So people are damned if they do, damned if they don't. And that's one thing that I would just want to help people stop doing. Just feel whatever you want to feel. Don't worry about it. And how does that tie into, obviously, I mean, we talk about this, but I think we're all in the same uh, circumstances that how do we, how do we avoid that when you know that we're all tied to our phones and social media? Cause it sounds like a simple notion. What guidance do you give, uh, you know, the ladies who listen, what guidance can they have? to try and avoid that, that tide, that shift and ebb and flow every day from one day I feel awesome to the next day uh, I need to get rid of that or change that. What, uh, yeah. Where do you go with that? How do you help? I, I really think that you need to Marie Kondo the shit out of your social media. Okay. Like anything, anything that doesn't bring you joy, and this it's going to sound bad, but with your friendships, with your social search circles as well. And remember by cutting people out of your life, it's not out of disrespect to them. It's out of respect for yourself. At the end of the day, we only live once. So if you die tomorrow, you don't want to look back and say, ah, I was always giving all my energy to that dickhead that never, you know, compliments me or blah, 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 blah. Or I'm always scrolling, looking at like the, 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 you know, the big butts and the kale smoothies and so forth. 
what are the things that are actually going to fulfill you? You know, if, if time were to stop, would you be happy with what's around you at this time? And if the answer is no, guess what? Stop blaming all the people around you because let me tell you, the common denominator is you. You got to take the responsibility for your own life. And that's what my actually, my upcoming workshop is all about, which kind of feels like a slap in the face. But as I always say, like, ask yourself, do you take 100% responsibility for your life? Most of the time people say yes, and I call bullshit on that. Because tell you up until about a year ago, I did not take responsibility for my life because I was always saying the reason why no one wants to publish my book is because they're stupid. The reason why I don't have more followers is because of this. The reason why I'm getting wrinkles is because of this. Blame, 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 complain, 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 yada, yada, kvetch, kvetch. doesn't get you anywhere. So imagine if you use the energy that you do to complain to actually put in to change yourself. And that has to start with re the shit out of your social media life and the people around you. <laughs> oh, I love that. And for anyone who doesn't know re I think that, isn't that the, it translated into uh, like renovate? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> renovate, renovate, renovate. Love it. Well, we're I all addicted it. to those shows. So we all have an idea of how to renovate, right? <laughs> yep. You got oh God, it. I'm so sick to death of hearing about that stuff. Uh, like everyone's, you know, every condoing everything, and I, I think I'm just rebelling against it. Um, hey, Cat, uh, while we talk about social media, mm. have you noticed um, a difference in particularly teenage girls and young women with even more severe self-esteem issues because of the influence of social of social media? It's, it's just weird. What I'm seeing right now is this massive divide. It's kind of like before it was sort of like this scattered, it was like, like this scattered approach where you have sort of some people that are really affected by it, other people that are like, hey, I just love myself and that's it and all the people in the middle. Whereas now we have these camps where basically one side is severely affected. They don't understand about airbrushing and all that kind of stuff. And basically they say, I don't look like that. Therefore, something is wrong with me. And then there's the other side, which I don't want to say are like vegans because, you know, I love my vegans and everything like that. But like, they're so diehard. Like I love myself and I'm not going to let social media hit me. And that's sort of where we want people to go is understand that don't worry about what other people look like just like yourself. So it's this weird divide. That's what I see now. It's some of it is great. Like some of the power, I guess what I'm saying is some of the power of social media is doing so much good. It's fantastic. But then there's this other side that's like a black hole. It's just like, you know, those dementors and Harry Potty, Potty, (laughs) that are sucking the life out of people when they go on social media. Yeah. Do you guys see that as well? It's sort of like this weird black and white kind of thing. That's what I see. Absolutely. Yeah. We have to be careful as well too because, you know, we, we live in a space of, you know, the I guess the teachings of wellness, but at the same time that can be taken um, dogmatically to extremes and we also get that concern, you know, with uh, people who are following us, who are listening. We don't want to, you know, we talked to you about your experiences with anorexia nervosa, but we now know that there's that term for orthorexia nervosa um, and that's that switch from being super, super, so super healthy that it becomes problematic and 
it starts to um, collapse the quality of their life because they're so fixated on being well and being healthy. And whilst that's a noble quest, it's also not the be all end all, you know, like to live, to live joyfully, like you said, to curate your social media so that all the things in there bring you joy, you know, not creating pain or discomfort, anxiety, stress, and all those things, um, or comparison or drama or whatever it is that is being drawn into your life. And I think um, for us as our audience, we, we love hearing the change of life stories. You know, it's really exciting for us to hear that. But we also know we walk the tightrope of some of our listeners taking, you know, ideas or notions to extremes or to, you know, as gospel, so to speak, without questioning. Um, but we always ask everyone to, you know, question what they see and hear. Um, but I think just like yourself, seeing the, the dichotomy, the, the spectrum is, is huge and the, the extremes are there, um, which is why your message is so, so necessary right now. <laughs> it's something that I think more than ever becomes so relevant when we're constantly comparing ourselves to others. What do you say to um, our listeners that say, well, yeah, but, you know, so-and-so does this and, oh, but she's got a big, bigger house and, oh, her, you know, her dog's hotter than my dog, you know, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> How do you, I guess, how do you, you beat the comparison trap? Uh, that's something I know I've always been sucked into. Yeah, see, I think there's a, there's a big difference between looking at someone for inspiration and then looking at someone and feeling deflated. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, there's this concept of jealousy and envy and so forth, which is, I think, natural. Like when I see someone on Instagram with a killer pair of shoes, I'm like, yo, bitch, I want those. Why do you have them? Like, that's the mental dialogue that's going through my head. But it's, it's about stopping those conversations and being mindful. And I don't know if you guys have seen the, the recent documentary by Brene Brown uh, on Netflix. Brene oh, Brown. Yeah, I, I have yeah. seen the ads for it. Yeah. She's... So, like, I would basically switch teams for this woman. Like, she's amazing. Um, she, she talks about this gratitude, which I know sounds like, you know, really mung beanie, like, you know, hair growing out of the armpits and stuff. But the concept of this essentially is to stop time and just say, hey, yes, there are so many things that I want, but I'm also grateful for what I have. So it's, it's finding that delicate balance between using comparing to other people and using them for inspiration or motivation, and then that slippery slope with it being envious. And, you know, in my book, I talk about upward comparisons and downward comparisons. Essentially, what we're talking here is upward comparisons. It's kind of like, you know, everyone feels great about their body, and then the Victoria's Secret, like, show comes on, and then all of a sudden, you're like, dear God, where is the like hagen and, you know, everything is over. So there's a way to actually look at those models and say, hey, you know what? They're inspiring me to eat more vegetables and do a bit more exercise. Or you can say, hashtag bitch, pass me the hagen So there's always different ways of looking at the same situation. As I say, life is like a horse. It's your choice whether you look at it from the nose end or the arson, where all the crap comes in. And so you can look at any situation in a positive comparison light. 
I love that. That's so funny. <laughs> and one, and I, I don't think that this is a new thing. I think that this has always been around, um, you know, even back since antiquity. Like one of my favourite quotes is a Shakespeare quote that comparisons are odious, which means they stink. So um, I don't think that that's necessarily new to us, but maybe just the way that because we're all so connected now, it's just so obvious. Um, Kat, I would love to hear, um, just to kind of get a bit nerdy for a minute, how is it that you talk about um, and what is your sort of unique approach to the neurology of and like changing the brain around this idea of confidence? Yeah. So, so essentially the analogy that I use is imagine if you went into the gym, you did one bicep curl, you walked out and you're like, dude, why don't I have a toned bicep? And what are you telling me? I have to do it more than once and you have to do it continuously. That to me is kind of like brain strength. It's what are you doing to, to train your brain and strengthen your brain every day? And it's kind of like, imagine if you have a golf swing and you've learned how to do a golf swing really, really, really badly. And then a golf pro comes on and says, actually, no, do it this way. And like, I'll show you how to do it with the wind up and the drive and this and that. And then you go play golf and what do you do? You go back to your old golf uh, stroke and you Mm -hmm. slice and slice and all that kind of stuff. So from a neuro, like from a, I guess, a brain wiring point of view, it's very easy to go back to default negative thinking. So just like you would in a golf swing, you had to practice over and over and over to prune or to cut out those old negative neural pathways and start to build and rewire or neuroplasticity, as we all know, to build those neural connections so they're actually strong and they become your default. So an example, if we go back to the comparison, you know, if we see Victoria's Secret models on TV, the default might be, oh, hashtag bitch, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly. You have to train your brain and you have to start to essentially, it's almost like having a debate, but the debate is with yourself and you feel friggin' crazy as batshit while you're doing it because half of your brain is saying, no, you're still ugly, you're still fat, you're still blah, blah, blah. And, um, but the other side of your brain is saying, no, you want to be positive. You can do it. Think positively. And that's sort of what... Uh, basically do a workout for the brain and it's really pushing yourself every single time, every single second of the day to make a positive thought rather than a negative one. Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. And it's just uh, re, I guess, um, just encouraging those um, neurological pathways just to make sure that that is your new default. Um, yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, Kat, tell us about your new book. Oh, well, where to start? Um, this only took <laughs> 40 years to write, basically. Um, it's it's <laughs> the most amazing book in the world. Readers, if you don't buy it, you're crazy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's, it's interesting because it's, it's actually half a book, but more of a workbook 
because I really, it's, it's kind of like we were just talking about, you can't improve your golf swing if you don't practice. You know, there's all this positive thinking out there, but if you don't actually action something, you're not going to get from A to B. So the book is actually to help you literally dive into your life. Like if you've written exercise, I pose questions throughout the entire thing. I give analogies, I use metaphors. So you can sit back and say, okay, how does this information apply to me? Does it apply to me? And how can I do it to train those neural connections from negative to positive? So it's essentially a deep dive dive over three different, essentially, sections that slowly, gradually build your knowledge over time. Kind of like going to university. You know, you don't start dissecting a frog the first day that you go in there. Um, You know, you start slow. You start learning about certain concepts and this knowledge is built. Because obviously, I want people to feel confident while they learn. Awesome. Okay, who should read it? It's a very interesting question. It's it's funny. I was working with a marketing company, and they're like, "Okay, so who should read your book?" And I'm like, "Everyone." And they're like, "Dear God, we have one of those again." You know, those <laughs> business people that say, "My product is great for everyone," but but the truth of the matter is, is it is more women focused. I would say it's suitable sort of, well, 16 and up, but the problem is that nowadays 12-year-olds are basically 16-year-olds. So what I say is it's a great mother-daughter book to actually do together to form those connections between mother and daughter because some of the concepts aren't difficult. They're explained very basically, but it's a great bonding book um, for mother and daughter. But basically... Anyone that has more estrogen than testosterone, this book is for you. And that does not exclude women with PCOS as well. No, no. That's just a joke. Just because we're talking about hormones every episode. So that's exactly what women are going to be thinking about. Um, mm-hmm. Ash, do you have any more questions before oh I uh, <laughs> tell people where they can find out more? No, I think I just love the idea of when you're explaining the um, the notion of how you train the brain. I thought, oh, it's, there's so many ways of looking at that, isn't it? Anything we've ever learned, we've had to do over and over repeatedly again to get good at it. So why do we see this particular topic or this issue as something we should have inherently that we're just born with it? Because um, the reality is that's not the case. And I think that something that you know we should take away from this is that the idea that all things can be changed. You know, we, we often think, oh, well, my mum, you know, is like, she doesn't love her body. Like, this is my mum, right? Still will not get a photograph taken. Wonder where my body confidence issue started, right? <laughs> she's like refuses to get in front of a camera. It's like, no, no, I'm taking the photo. Never gets in photos. And I'm like dragging her into the photos for graduations and things. So, um, yeah, I think that, that that idea that it's something you can train into you know the idea that you can change it regardless of how long it's been there even if you know it's something you've had since childhood guess what it's never too late to change so ladies uh this book sounds pretty awesome i can't wait to get my hands on a copy absolutely great Um, and uh dr cat you're such a like a beautiful breath of fresh air and i love (laughs) your authenticity um we've had so much fun on this podcast so thank you so much for joining us on wellness women radio how can our listeners find out more about you uh, the easiest way is just head on over to my website, www.drcatherine.com or Instagram is always fun. I love doing stories. Usually they're about farts or poos or something about my dog. Um, as long as you're cool with that, head on over Instagram, Dr. Underscore Catherine.
And that's Catherine with the K, ladies, so you know. Awesome. All right. Well, ladies, uh, you're listening to Wellness Moon Radio. We are the Wellness Moon. We've been joined by the amazing Dr. Catherine tonight uh, and also Dr. Ashley Bond and I'm Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar on women's health. And until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.